You're listening to a message from Victory Church of the Bay Area. For more information, please visit us on our website at victoryus.org. To us, a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. You know, Isaiah, the prophet who wrote this verse or this passage, Wrote it during the time of King Ahaz, okay? King Ahaz was the king of the southern kingdom of Judah. Okay, during that time, uh, you know, the promised land, uh, the kingdom, okay, was divided into two, okay? The northern kingdom is called Israel, and the southern kingdom is Judah. It, and Judah is where Jerusalem is, and where, where the descendants of David became king, okay? Uh, if, you, if you read the Old Testament, you will see that it was after uh, the reign of Solomon, okay, that the kingdom was divided. And so during this time, okay, uh, King uh, Pekah, son of Remalia, he's the king of Israel, was at war with King Ahaz. And he allied himself to the king of Syria. And so you can see that uh, two against one, okay? So King Ahaz was quite discouraged. And if you read uh, Isaiah chapter 7, you will see there that Isaiah, Okay, came to King Ahaz to encourage him, saying to him that don't be scared, okay, don't be afraid. There's a promise, okay, that those kingdoms will be destroyed, okay. And actually, I just want to uh, put this uh, Isaiah chapter 7, 14, it, because this is also a messianic verse. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign, behold, the virgin. That's the sign that Isaiah gave to King Ahaz, that the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. And actually, that verse was used by Matthew. Okay, if you read Matthew chapter 1, Matthew used that as a messianic prophecy, as a fulfillment that Jesus was indeed the Emmanuel, God with us. And so in the same manner, okay, the verse that we read, actually, it was not mentioned in the New Testament, okay? But in the same manner, it was a messianic prophecy to us. A son is born. There are a lot of messianic prophecy or passages in the scriptures pointing to the coming Messiah. Pointing to the coming King. Pointing to our Lord Jesus Christ. And this is one of them. And clearly, he is the only person actually who fulfills this passage. So for to us, a child is born. And you know, for me as I read that passage, that phrase. It just goes to show that God promises to. Actually, it was a, a sign of fulfillment for, that, for the verse that we read that the, a child will be born. You know, Jesus exists even before he was born in Bethlehem. Okay, He was from eternity. The birth that we celebrate it's actually his birth here on earth, okay, that he was born, but he was, or he is, or he, he is eternal, okay? He was with the Father. That's why if you read one of his pas the passage in John, it says that, you know, before Abraham was born, I am. John 17, 5, and sa he said, and now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. Jesus is eternal. 
Amen? He was born from eternity, even before all of us was born, even before this earth was created. He exists. Amen? And the, the Christmas that we celebrate is just the, the, the entrance, the incarnation, as the theologians want to put it. His entrance into the world as a human being. That's why his birth is supernatural. He was born of a virgin. Meaning that although he is 100% human because of the humanity of the womb that carries, her, carries him, he is also 100% divine because he is God. You know, uh, when I first read the Bible, I thought that the beginning or the Genesis, in Genesis chapter 1, it says that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. But you know what? There's a passage that is before that. It's in John chapter 1, verse 1. It says there, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. And then in verse 14, it says, And the Word became flesh. So who is that? That's the Christmas that we celebrate. <laughs> That's Jesus Christ. He became flesh. Actually, in the Greek word, it says, And the Word, uh, 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 and the word became flesh, and He made His dwelling among us. The Greek is, He tabernacled. I just want you to realize how, how big, how, how majestic, how wonderful really is our Lord Jesus Christ. Because while Elman was uh, sharing his word, I was really amazed how, how the Lord. Now, actually, it's in Philippians 2, 6, 7, okay? Who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself. By taking the form of a servant being born in the likeness of man. And that's what Eman is saying earlier. But though in the peace, God, imagine. I can't imagine really. <laughs> Beyond imagination because I don't know how big, how infinite, how great really God is. And he entered, he penetrated, okay, our realm to become like us. And in fact, uh, Although he can be born in a royalty, okay, <laughs> or in Caesar's palace, not in Las Vegas, okay, <laughs> but in Caesar because Caesar is the, the king of uh, Rome or emperor of Rome before, but he was born in a manger, okay, he was born to a, to a ordinary people, Mary and Joseph, and he lived a simple life in a, in a very, uh, Far away, uh, far away country, okay? Uh, Palestine or Judea was really far away from Rome before. And yet God chose for his son to be there and he emptied himself. So a child, for to us a child is born, that speaks of his humanity. Amen? That speaks of Jesus being born. That's we celebrate. But you know what? Jesus Christ didn't, he didn't really uh, remain as a child, okay? <laughs> he grew up. And the Bible says that he grew in stature and in favor with God and man. 
And so, the second phrase is, to us a child is born, to us a son is given. Are you reminded of a verse <laughs> when it says a son is given? When, actually, when I read that, I was reminded of John 3.16. It says, for God so loved the world that He gave His only Son. Okay? To us, a Son is given. God so loved the world that He gave His only Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. And, you know, it speaks of His purpose while He came here for salvation. Okay? Imagine God, a pre-existent God, eternal coming here. Why? So that He can give His life to us. He can, that He died on the cross for us. So let's continue in Philippians 2.8. Earlier we, we read Philippians 2.6-7, uh, emptied Himself, and then 2.8, and being found in human form. Okay, He humbled Himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. The Son was given. Why? Because God so loved the world. Are you amazed that in this one, one verse, still we can see the gospel. We can see the reason why the Lord is, came here. Okay? And then, verse 3, And the government shall be upon His shoulder. Okay? When Jesus died on the cross, we know that He didn't remain dead. Okay? He rose up from the, from the dead and you know, before he lived here on earth, he said to his disciples, all authority in heaven and on earth was, has been given to me. So what authority was given to Jesus? All authority. All authority in heaven and on earth. So who has the authority right now? Who? <laughs> Okay, so are you, are you really, are you convinced? <laughs> because if you're convinced, then you know that Jesus is really Lord even right now, okay? Maybe here in this place, we can see there's a lot of people who, who don't want to accept His Lordship, the Lordship of Jesus Christ. But you know what? Jesus is Lord even right now. He is Lord in this place, in this area. He is Lord in your campus. Where you're studying right now. He is Lord in, your, in the, the, the work or the places of your work. You know, they are saying that San Francisco is really a very hard uh, area, a region. Because, you know, uh, I don't know, very liberal people here. But, uh, you know, Jesus is Lord. Amen? Can you say amen to that? Okay. So I hope you're convinced. Huh? <laughs> Because it says in uh, uh, Revelation 11.15, Then the seventh angel blew his trumpet, and there were loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdom of the world, okay, the kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. That time, I don't know when, okay? I don't know when the angel blew the trumpet. <laughs> but it will come. And the kingdom of this world who is so totally against against the Lord, against Jesus, against Him will become the kingdom of the Lord and of His Christ. And Philippians 2, 9, 11, as we continue that passage also in Philippians, 
It says, Therefore God has highly exalted Him, Jesus Christ, and bestowed on Him that the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and even under the earth. Okay? Earlier, it's just heaven and then heaven and earth. Right now, even under the earth will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Every tongue, every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess. You know, even Satan, okay? Because he's under the earth. <laughs> will confess that Jesus is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. He is Lord. His name is above every name. Actually, uh, there's also a passage in uh, Revelation. I forgot to, to put it down. It says there that... Uh, I can't remember the passage, but it says there that He is the King of kings and Lord of lords. The government will be under His shoulder. Amen? Jesus Christ is the only ruling and reigning King. And His name shall be called. His name shall be called. You know, in the Bible, name is, speaks of something, Okay? Maybe in our time right now, it's name, you know, people just put names on their babies, whatever they want to do, okay? Maybe they just put, they just uh, will try to, uh, you know, put the name of those idols, of their idols, okay? Michael Jordan, during the time, there's a lot of Michaels. <laughs> or, I don't know about those rappers, you know? Sometimes they, they just put their names <laughs> like Snoop Dogg. Okay. <laughs> or 50 Cent. <laughs> or what? Lady Gaga. <laughs> Although I don't know, I know it's not their real name, but uh, you know, uh, but in the Bible, names mean something. Okay? It speaks of the character of the person who has that name. It speaks of his essence. You know, the, I'll just put one example here Abram, in Genesis chapter 17, 5, God, God himself. He said to Abram, no longer shall your name be called Abram. Okay, his name used to be Abram. Okay, it means exalted father. Your name shall be Abraham. For I have made you the father of a multitude of nations. God changed his name to match his destiny. Okay, to match God's purpose in his life. And actually, there's a lot in the Bible. Uh, Jacob, you know, the name Jacob means deceiver. And that's if you read his life earlier, okay, before, you know, when he was young, he deceived his brother Esau. Okay, he deceived his, brother, his father Isaac, saying that he was Esau. Okay, but then uh, when he wrestled with God, okay, in, in the brook, can't remember the name of the brook, but uh, God changed his name to Israel. He wrestles with God. He prevails with God. So there's a lot in, in Adam. Actually, Adam means dust. So what happened is, you know, when he died, dust you are, you, the dust you will return <laughs> like us, okay? <laughs> and in, even in the New Testament, Jesus, when he saw Peter, okay, your name is Simon, 
you will now be called Peter. Simon means God hears, okay? God, he heard. And then he changed it to Peter, which means stone, which uh, Peter used it as a living stone. He will be a living stone in the kingdom that God is building. So that speaks of character. And you know, the name that we're going to, we're going to read is actually is the essence of our Lord. And that name is Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. In the original uh, Hebrew, okay? Because you know, if you read the, the Jewish Bible, they didn't really translate. It says there, Pele Yowetz El Gibor Abiad Sar Shalom. Not like Emmanuel, okay? Or like some of the names that are. Uh, it's quite controversial, actually. <laughs> but uh, Pele Joas, that's the that's what that's what we're going to study today, and that's uh, the wonderful counselor. Pele means uh, a miracle, a marvel, or a wonder, extraordinary, astonishing, tremendously significant. And Joas or Yowetz is counsel, advice, or plan and execute. Which uh, Jesus is a wonderful counselor. So Jesus is also our astonishing and miraculous advisor. We will also marvelously ex execute his plan. And you can see that in, his, in, in, the, in the Bible. You can see how, how the Lord moves. All the people that he encounters, their life has changed. <laughs> their life was never the same. All those people. That he encountered. He is totally unique, combining God's purpose and miraculous counsel. He knows God's perfect will and perfectly brings it to pass. You know, when, while Eman was uh, sharing uh, about what happened to their passport earlier, I was thinking, oh wow, that's a good example how, how God moved miraculously. And in my life, I have experienced a lot of how God moves miraculously in our life too. Okay, during the time that's really hard and terrible and you know because life is hard amen <laughs> life is complicated god did not promise us a rose garden okay it's a song god did not promise us a, an easy life but he promises presence he promises counsel promises his word to us and so uh i just uh, just put that out, but uh, I just want to expound on that. And there are three things before I close on this. Three things uh, how, how, how the Lord Jesus really is our wonderful counselor. Number one is that because Jesus knows God's will. I said earlier, he knows God's perfect, perfect will. He knows his Father's will. 100%. That's why he can give perfect counsel. He knows God's perfect will. And you know what? I heard it in, I don't know, in Victory, that there's nothing, okay, like being in the center of God's will. Amen? You know, if you're in the center of God's will, although it's hard, you know, God will, God will be with you. God is there with you. Amen? Jesus knows God's will perfectly. And in your life, he knows what's the perfect will of God in your life. That's why you can come to him. You can ask for 
His wonderful counsel. And He will give you God's perfect will. John chapter 5, verse 30, I can do nothing on my own. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just because I seek not my own will, but the will of Him who sent me. And the one who sent Him is, of course, His Father. So Jesus knows perfectly God's perfect will. And you know, you know God's perfect will, as I said earlier, is not really... There are times, maybe it's, there, you'll be in a season, okay, of trials. Okay, maybe right now. <laughs> and you're saying, Lord, what's happening? I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing anything. Why, are, why is it so hard? You know what? Maybe you're still in God's perfect will. He's just molding you. Okay, He's just really putting you on, on fire so that those impurities will come out. Maybe it's his, really his plan for you, like Job, okay? You know, even like Jesus. You know, Jesus, when he was praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, you know, he knows that, Lord, <laughs> Father, if you can remove this cup from me, he can, he can go away. He can say, Lord, I don't want to, I don't want to follow your will. But he know that that's the will of God in his life. He said, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. And I'm saying this because, you know, all of us here, okay? Maybe you are in a season. Maybe God is putting you here there, okay? I've been through that. I've been through a season of my life that I don't know where to go. Lord, I, I don't know. Where, are you still with me? Or you still love me? Or do you really still care? And yet, as you continue to build your relationship with God, you know, sometimes when I pray, it's really hard, and then there's peace in my heart. Lord, I know this is your will for me, but I don't want it to be here. I want, to, I want you to finish this season, okay? Because it's really hard. But you know, when you come out of that season, you will see God is with you all along. Not like that, uh, like that is the song, you know, the put priest in the sand. The, the, the guy saying, Lord, why, why is it that my, the hardest, difficult, most difficult moment, you are not there? <laughs> Only one set of footprints. And then God says, you know, because I'm carrying you. You don't see your, your, your footprints because, you know, it's only me. Yeah, because the Bible says that God will not give you more than you can bear. Okay? But he will give you what you can bear. And he, is, he always has a purpose. And the purpose is for us to be like Jesus Christ, okay? For us to be changed from glory to glory to glory. Actually, it's the work of the Holy Spirit, really, trying to, you know, for us to die so that Christ will live in us. And so, don't be discouraged. <laughs> maybe you're in that, I don't know you, maybe you're really losing hope. God's saying, you know, it's part of my plan for your life. And you will come out victorious. You know, when you come out of the trials, you will notice that you're stronger. Amen? And, and some trials uh, you pass, it's easier now. Okay? 
It's like you, you already did the uh, level one. So God will put you to level two. Okay. It's harder and harder. Why? Because He wants you to be, you know, to really be like Christ in every area of your life. Okay? So, and maybe some of you are new, okay, to the Christian life. Okay? You have a lot of... <laughs> no, I don't want to <laughs> scare you, okay? But I've been through a lot, okay? God has really molded and shaped me and Sometimes really hard, but it's worth it, okay? Jesus knows God's perfect will. And you know, as you continue to build your relationship with, with the Lord, you will know, okay? As you ask Him, He will reveal it to you. God is not, uh, he's not silent, okay? But He communicates His will, to us, okay? And then number two here is uh, Jesus knows God's word, okay? Of course, He is the word, <laughs> okay? But uh, remember the time when He was uh, tempted by, by Satan, by the enemy? And how did Jesus respond? Okay? Did He respond, away from me? No, He said, it is written. Jesus uses the word Matthew 4, 4, but he answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And, you know, I put it here because uh, there are times, maybe during the time of temptation, okay, times of weakness, times of doubts and fears that uh, God will use his word to strengthen us, okay? God will remind us. Jesus said himself that uh, the, uh, the Holy Spirit will remind you of those words. That's why, you know, it's really important that we are so saturated, okay, so that, that we read the Word of God, okay? We're not just here some, for some hallelujah and then just, just really uh, just listening to the Lord, but, but you are not grounded in the Word. We, it's important that we are also grounded in the Word because that Word, God will use that to encourage you. God will use that to, to strengthen you. Okay? God will use it to, to, for you. Maybe, like I said earlier, maybe Satan will put uh, lies in your life and the Word will clear those lies that the, that the enemies put in your life. And so maybe right now, you know, I, this is for those people who are, maybe you're tempted to not follow the Lord anymore, to, to doubt His faithfulness. Just trust in the Word. Okay? Just trust in His Word. God, Jesus will Himself give you. It happens to me, you know, sometimes there are times in my life that, you know, I'm really confused. I don't know what to do. And so as I soak my, my, myself in reading God's Word, there are some passages, okay, that speaks to you. Isn't it? That clears your mind. Promises. Okay? That become alive. That gives you assurance. Gives you peace. And that's from the Lord. Because only the Lord can do that. Amen? So Jesus knows his, God's word. Because ultimately, he is the Logos. He is the word. Okay? And he knows also, 
He just he knows the spirit of the word, okay? It's not just the letter, okay? Because people can read, you know, the Bible and really study it. There's a lot of scholars, okay, who can dissect and can uh, really study the textual uh, meaning of the the passages, but they are not but they don't believe in God. It's important that we know that this is the word truth of life that was given to us. Amen? And then Jesus knows God's ways. Okay, he's a wonderful counselor because he knows God's will, he knows the word, and he knows God's ways. And his ways are higher. Isaiah chapter 55 says, For us the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. God's ways are higher. You know, there are times that maybe it's really impossible. But you know, nothing is impossible with God. Amen? That's why, you know, it's a miraculous thing. Maybe it's, you're, you're, Lord, what will happen now? But you know, there's always a way. There's a song, okay, that God will make a way when there seems to be no way. Okay, maybe right now you can see the way. Lord, I don't know the way anymore. It's really impossible in the in the natural, okay? Looking, okay? There's really no other source. But you know, God can always make something, okay? He created something out of nothing, okay? By His Word, He speaks, and it came to pass. So maybe don't lose hope, okay? Maybe right now you are losing of, Lord, this is impossible. I don't know what to do anymore. This is my last grasp, my last breath. God can make a way on, in your situation. Amen? God will make a way. He's a miraculous, astonishing. You know, the, the Pele Yobet, it's, it's just, it's, it doesn't say it's just a counsel, okay? But it's an execution also. That when he gives his, 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 his advice, his counsel, he executes his plan to fulfill it. And so the word that you will receive is not just an empty promise, but it will be fulfilled. That's why sometimes when I pray, and in my heart, I know that God answers me. Sometimes I didn't see it for maybe weeks and months, but in my heart, I have peace. I know, Lord, that that's already taken care of. Lord, although I don't see it yet right now, but I know that you already taken care of that. And Lord, there's no more worry no more doubt. And you know, it will come to pass. Maybe God is still just working out something. Okay? But in His perfect time, you will receive it. So don't lose hope. Okay? That's His counsel for us today. Maybe right now, as I stand here, He wants to assure you that there's always a way. As you stand in Him, as you stand with God, His ways are higher than our ways. Sometimes we're thinking, Lord, oh, maybe this is what I'm going to do. Sometimes there are, some, there are some people who really are so, really, you know, I'll do it myself. But you know what? Eventually, you will fail. Okay? However strong your will or personality is, God will make sure that you will need Him. <laughs> okay? In, in the impossible situation, you will see the goodness and the miraculous moving of God. He is a miracle-working God. Amen? And so as we land this uh, passage, 
So that's wonderful, Counselor. And, you know, Pastor Neil will uh, discuss the, the, the three other names of Jesus. But uh, in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, it says here that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And, you know, He's the same in eternity. If you can just study how He, how he moved into the life of those people, that have known him, that's how he is to us. How compassionate. You know, I remember the, the, the you know, there's a, a story where there's an adulterous woman, okay, that they put, in, they put her in, in him and said, oh no, the, the, the law says that uh, we have to stone this woman because he committed adultery. So Jesus, actually, he's, the, the parish is trying to, uh, you know, to chop him on his word if he says, because you know they are, they're compassionate, don't do it, then he is breaking the law. Okay, but if he says, okay, stone her, <laughs> he's, he's breaking the law of the Roman Empire because no one is really allowed to, to kill, okay, to put punishment. But what did Jesus say? What's the counsel? What's the wonderful divine counsel that he gave? If there's anyone among you here who has not sinned, be the first one to, to throw a stone. And what happened is, you know, those people left. They were convicted. Because only there's only one person who has not sinned, and that's him. If there's only one person who can judge this woman, it's Jesus. But you know when he said when he when he sees them leaving, he says, Where are they, woman? And they left and says, Okay, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. So he miraculously saved the life of this woman. Physically, but hopefully even spiritually. And so Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. How he moves miraculously. How he moves with compassion, with love. During the time that he was here, he is still the same today. Amen? So we can come to him. He is a friend. He is able. And he's willing because he is our wonderful counselor. Amen? He is our God. You know, there's a passage in Proverbs 15:22, and I close on this says here, without counsels, plan pale, but with many counselors, plan succeed or survive. And you know, yeah, it's good that sometimes we ask for for advice, for counsels to those people who we look up to, okay? It's good of Pastor Neil or some of the leaders. But you know what? Uh, I just want to encourage you to also really build your relationship with the Lord. Because for me in my life, I know there are times that uh, in, in some situations that uh, I, I ask the Lord and He gives me peace and I ask for advice also. And actually, it's just a confirmation. Okay? But what those people that I went to, it's just an, a confirmation of what God already told me. And so, my, my, really, my encouragement is for us to really build that relationship with the Lord. Because truly, He is he's your friend. He is your counselor. A wonderful counselor at that. And so, the good thing is, Jesus Christ is our wonderful counselor. And also, as we close on this. He says here, Jesus Christ is God's wonderful counsel for us also. God gave His Son to us because He is His wonderful counsel that 
whatever needs that we we have, whatever situations that we are in, God knows that only Jesus Christ, only He can really help. Amen? That if you're in the Lord, there's always help. Amen? How great is our Lord. How great is our God. Amen? So let me close in the word of prayer and then Pastor Neil will close this. Uh, Lord, we thank you for your word. Lord, I pray that really your word really minister to us. Uh, your word really speak to us. Life. Lord, uh, God, I don't know what's really the situation of every one of us here, but you know because you're all-knowing God. You are even our wonderful counselor. And Lord, right now, God, I pray that Lord, the Word really minister to them. Lord, the Word, that your Holy Spirit will use that Word to speak hope and life to those people who need it today. So, thank you that you are our wonderful counselor. Thank you that God sent you to be our wonderful counsel. Thank you that we can always come to you that we don't need anything to come to you, but Lord, you are the one who opened the doors for us, the door for us so that we can have a relationship with you. And Lord, right now I pray that we really, really develop that relationship, God. So thank you, Lord. Thank you, God.